0: King of-
1: and peace to you today, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. I know, I'm, I'm ruining all the talking, and it's okay. It's all good. Today is Palm Sunday, it's a day of celebration, it's a day where we remember Christ entering into Jerusalem, it's a day that launches Holy Week, the most... The most precious time that we have as uh, Christians to celebrate is this week, and so uh, let's make the most of it. As we uh, begin today, let us do together the call to worship from Luke chapter 19. As always, you are the yellow text. They brought the colt of a donkey to Jesus, and after throwing their cloaks on the colt, they set Jesus on it. As he rode along, people kept spreading their cloaks on the road. As he was now approaching the path down from the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to praise God joyfully with a loud voice for all the deeds of power that they had seen, saying, Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest heaven. Some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to him, Teacher, order your disciples to stop. He answered them, I tell you, if these were silent, the stones would shout out. Join me in the last week of our confession. Let us confess our sins to our God, trusting that God's steadfast love endures forever. God of heaven and earth, we give you thanks for sending us Jesus Christ in your name. Even though we profess to follow him, we confess that in times of trial, we too often deny him. Forgive us and heal us, we pray. Help us to put our faith not in princes of this world, but only in the prince of peace. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. It is the Lord who helps us who will declare us guilty. Because of the uh, grace we receive in baptism, we have nothing to fear. Forgiven and freed, let us share the peace of Christ with one another. Join us as we begin with the first song today, Hosanna, praise is rising. You may sit or stand. if you feel like staying after and fellowshipping and having some lunch feel free to uh, we have some food uh, feel free to bring your own food although next week we won't be because it's Easter and we figure everyone kind of has places they're going and Easter hams to eat or whatever it may be so, uh, so next week we won't be doing that uh, we're not necessarily going to kick you out right at the end of service but we just won't plan to do that Um, This week is Holy Week, so we have uh, Palm Sunday today, and then we have Maundy Thursday at 6 o'clock, and then we have Good Friday at noon, and then we have Easter brunch, bring a dish to pass then, and uh, then Easter service at 1045 like normal. Um, I I learned a new word this week, you want to know what it is, Um, trideum. Trideum is a fancy word for saying uh, three worship services that are crunched together. And I learned that that word was kind of invented to explain Monday, Thursday, Good Friday, and Easter Sunday. Because they are meant to be three services that are kind of pushed all together as one. And, and so I, I'm going to challenge everyone to treat it like that. And to, to come or Thursday, Friday, and Sunday, because if you miss one, you're going to miss kind of a piece to the puzzle uh, of the entire service, and so uh, I encourage you to just uh, to be a part of that, and we will be live streaming for those who can't make it out, or those who work on Fridays that can't get out and, and stuff, so you can catch it a little bit later, because we know that there are some limitations there. Uh, and finally, there is going to be spring cleaning and church uh, garden planting on May 14th at 9 o'clock. We're going to do that. We're going to have stuff inside to do, stuff outside to do. So plan to come and, and have lots of fun getting dirty and gross and sand on your hands and everything else. I know some of us really love, uh, love that. So, uh, but it's going to be a good time. And as always, uh, for all who consider this church to be your home, uh, there are ways in which you can give, uh, both in the box in the back, in the mail, and online at almanaz.org. Let us go ahead and we will pray over the offerings that we have received over this past week. Holy One, we give you thanks for the great deeds of salvation that you have done and continue to do. Bless these offerings of thanksgiving, that they may further your kingdom in this world. Through Jesus Christ we pray. Amen.
2: Our reading this morning is in the book of Isaiah, chapter 50. Verses four through nine. The Sovereign Lord has given me an instructed tongue to know the word that sustains the weary. He awakens me morning by morning, wakens my ear to listen like one being taught. The Sovereign Lord has opened my ears, and I have not been rebellious, and I have not drawn back. I offered my back to those who beat me, my cheeks to those who pulled out to my beard. I did not hide my face from mocking and spitting. Because the sovereign Lord helps me, I will not be disgraced. Therefore, I have set my face like a flint, and I know I will not be put to shame. He who vindicates me is near. Who then will bring charges against me? Let us face each other. Who is my accuser? Let him confront me. It is the sovereign Lord who helps me. Who is he that will condemn me? They will wear out like a garment. The moss will eat them up. This is the word of the Lord, and together we say, Thanks. Be to God.
3: Our next song this morning is This is Amazing Grace. So join with me as we sing. You may stand, you may sit, whatever you would like to do to worship.
4: King above all kings This is amazing grace This is unfailing love That you would take my place That you would bear my cross You would lay down your life That I would be set free sing for all that you've done Yeah.
3: Um, In Philippians 2, 5 through 11, um, it reads, Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. This is the word of the Lord. Together we say, thanks be to God. Our next song this morning is at the cross, as we um, <coughs> approach um, Good Friday, and then um, and just all that that means to us. So sing with me. <laughs>
5: In every scene.
1: Before I forget, also, um, we have made the transition over to using glass communion cups, so please don't throw them away. Um, There's a dish in the the back that you can place them so that we can reuse them, Uh, so just just be aware of that. Um, I will hopefully remind you again, but I didn't want to forget that because you can tell the difference, but just don't throw them away. Um, I appreciate that. The reading today is in Luke chapter 19, verses 28 through 40. So I ask that for all who are able, that you please stand for the reading. Luke chapter 19, verses 28 through 40. It says, after he had said this, he went on ahead going up to Jerusalem. Jerusalem. When he had come near Bethage and Bethany at the place called the Mount of Olives, he sent two of the disciples, saying, Go into the village ahead of you, and as you enter it, you will find tied there a colt that has never been ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, Why are you untying it? Just say this, The Lord needs it. So those who were sent departed and found it as he had told them, As they were untying the colt, its owners asked them, Why are you untying this? uh, Why are you untying the colt? They said, The Lord needs it. Then they brought it to Jesus. And after throwing their cloaks on the colt, they sent Jesus on it. As he rode along, people kept spreading their cloaks on the road. As he was now approaching the path down from the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to praise God joyfully with a loud voice for all the deeds of power that they had seen saying, Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest heaven. Some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to him, Teacher, order your disciples to stop. He answered, I tell you, if these were silent, the stones would shout out. This is the word of the Lord, and together we say, Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Let us pray this morning. Eternal God, quiet within us all mortal voices, that through the story of the passion and by the power of your Holy Spirit, we may have the same mind that was in Christ Jesus, in whose name we pray. Amen. Well, I, I struggled a lot this past week because it is uh Palm Sunday where traditionally you would talk about Jesus entering into Jerusalem, but then also uh, there's the room for talking about the passion. And, and the, the dilemma that always comes up is that if you were to only come to this Sunday, and then you were to come to next Sunday, and you wouldn't come to, to Thursday or Friday service you would never hear the Passion story. And so some pastors have taken to to every year reading the Passion narrative on this Sunday so that those who cannot make it can still hear. Um, And and I wrestled, do I do this, don't I do this? And I guess for today I landed on the fact that we're not going to. And and I am trusting that you will make the effort to come to those services to hear the, the story. And if you don't, then at least spend time reading it yourself because it is important. We, we have the, the movies, we have you know, the Passion of the Christ, we have all the different stories that we've heard, and the ways that it's been retold, but there's something truly marvelous about reading it in the Bible itself, reading the Word of God, because it, it speaks to us in ways that even pictures cannot uh, quite capture. Now, as we have been praying throughout this entire Lent season, We pray again today, Father, refresh my heart. Son, refresh my soul. Spirit, refresh my strength. We've been working on this idea of being refreshed. And so here we have Jesus entering into Jerusalem, and and this was a point where a lot of people thought they were going to be completely refreshed because uh, so many people believed that this was the time Of the Jews. This was the time that God's people were going to rise up. Throw off the shackles of the Roman oppressors. And become the faithful nation. That God had created them to be. So that everyone would see how great they are. And come to them. And worship God. And yet. Friday comes along and. Jesus is on a cross and everyone, is scattered. How refreshing, right? The thing is, is if we are truly refreshed in the Lord, we will see the Lord. And so the question that I ask of you today, the question I ask of myself today is, Are we blind to God? This passage, as wonderful and beautiful as it is, of Jesus coming into Jerusalem, we see that there is also blindness. The owner of the colt was blind. He could not see the purpose of the, the donkey. When the disciples came in, and we can give some Some leeway in the fact that, okay, maybe they didn't quite recognize the disciples. But by this time, it had been three years of traveling with Jesus. The disciples were well known. Remember, Peter was picked out of the crowd when he was trying to watch what was happening to Jesus. People knew who the disciples were. And so when they come and go to untie the colt, the owner is questioning them. Because he could not see what the purpose of this animal was. The owner was blind to what God was doing. But more than that, we then see the crowds and they're gathering and they're celebrating. They're they're saying, Hosanna, which we don't get in this text. It's a whole big deal. I won't even get into all of that. Um, Commenters love to talk about how there's the different nuances between the different texts, but needless to say, they're, they're coming and, and they're giving praise to Jesus, but they're giving it in a way as if He is coming in to conquer. And in a way he does. But the crowds could not see the purpose of Jesus entering Jerusalem. He was not coming in as a king to overthrow the shackles of Roman oppression. He was coming in as a sacrifice to give of himself. As we read in the New Testament passage in Philippians, Christ emptying himself, taking on the form of a slave. And finally, within this text we see, of course, the good old Pharisees. Tell your disciples to shut up. Sorry, is that not a right word to... Tell them to be quiet. I I don't want to get any of the kids yelling at me. You know, Elizabeth used to do that a lot. That's not a nice word. But that's what they were saying. Tell them to stop. Now, again, we have to give some leeway here because the Pharisees, they were seeing this, and this was the perfect time not to have something like this happen because on the opposite side of Jerusalem... You had Pilate coming in with his cohort of Roman officials and soldiers and soldiers and soldiers just being there to create a presence so that there would be no uprising. And here you have an uprising of people saying, here's the king that we've been waiting for. And so in a way that they are kind of scared. They're saying, if if you make a big deal about this, Rome is going to come in and they're going to kill us all. Could you just be quiet about it? We would rather not die right now. But they could not see the purpose of the praise, as Jesus points out, with the fact that even if they all stopped, the stones themselves would cry out in praise. Not because Jesus is coming as king, but because Jesus is coming as the ultimate sacrifice. Each one of these people were blind to what the Lord was doing. They could not see, they could not understand. And so it drove their motives in a completely different way than what should have been. Over this Lent season, we've been praying, God, refresh us. Refresh our hearts, refresh our souls, refresh our strength, refresh us Lord. And so by the nature of that request, we will then be challenged. We should have been challenged. We should continue to be challenged to see clearly that Palm Sunday is not a day to celebrate victory. I'm sad that The text doesn't continue on into verse 41. But I will go there anyways because I can. Verse 41 when Jesus says, As he came near and saw the city, he wept over it. Jesus was not seeing this day as a victory. He was mourning Over the fact that no one could perceive what was happening. No one could understand what was about to take place. Because every single person who aligned themselves with Christ this Sunday, by Friday, deserted him. Every disciple, every person in the crowd... No one came up and said, hey, if you're going to crucify Jesus, you need to crucify me too, because I'm with him. No one took that opportunity. Everyone allowed Jesus to go up onto the cross by himself alone. And that's what drives him then to say in verse 42, if you... Even you had only recognized on this day the things that make for peace. And that's really the crux of it. When we're blind to the Lord, we are blind to the things that make for peace. In this world, in our lives, in our families, in our workplaces, in the church family, when we are blind to the Lord, can't find the way of peace. We can't understand. We can't perceive it. Because we'll be following everything else that we desire. You see, we, we have this nasty habit. We, we make God conform to our ideas of nationality. God is a God of Americans. And if you're a good American, you're a good Christian. And if you're a good Christian, you're a good American. And we've united these two in, in a way that is not... Found anywhere in the Bible. So much so that then we we declare that other nations, unless they come under American rule, they are not able to be with Christ. We make God conform to our, our desires of comfort. Lord, if you love me, you're going to provide this for me. You're going to provide a larger house. You're going to provide a better car. You're going to provide nicer clothes. You're going to provide these fancier foods. If you really love me, if you really want the best for me, you're going to make my life comfortable the way I desire it, not the way you have told me to live. And worst of all, we make God conform to our expectations for life. I'm at work for forty years, make a good pension, retire, have a whole bunch of kids, and they have a whole bunch of kids, and no one ever has trouble, no one ever uh, messes up, no one goes to jail, and and my house is always spick and span and spotless, and there's never any uh, power outages that damage a whole bunch of things that you all suddenly have to replace. There's there this this is my expectation for life, God. Everything's going to be nice and easy and wonderful. As you're sharing Jen. Everything's just going to be good, right? That's that's the expectation that it's just going to be grand. No problems. When we are blind to God, we force God into these boxes, into these Places where we say, this is where you are allowed to work. This is how you are allowed to be. And this is what was happening within the text today. They were taking Jesus and saying, yes! Praise God! We have the king who's going to throw all this away. And, and Jesus, you can only do this though. This, this, we want you to save us this way. I think there's a, 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 a meme or a joke of, you know, gnaw dog not gonna happen or something like that i don't know i'm not i'm not hip uh i think it was like not samuel jackson or is the guy who does the singing competitions and anyways i don't watch singing competitions (laughs) i don't like them but I've, i've heard it anyways off from that We can't put God in a box. That's not how that works. And so what we're left with is, is being disappointed by God or allowing ourselves to not be blind and to see where God is working to align ourselves within that structure instead. So before we think that we know better than God. We know how our lives should be. We know how things should operate. Let us remember that again, everyone who praised Jesus today, everyone who thought they knew what Jesus was supposed to do today, shouted for his death on Friday. I I struggled with this last little bit and it still might not be the best of choices to bring up, but I'm going to. We share in that responsibility. We share in that guilt of those who shouted for Jesus' death. Some of you may be saying, but it's 2,000 years ago! Yeah, and? But I certainly would not have called for Jesus to die on the cross Really? Again, disciples who lived with Jesus 24-7 for three years ran away. His own mother didn't even stand up and say, if you're going to kill my son, you're going to kill me. We share in the responsibility of those who shouted, For Christ to die. The fact that none of us were born without sin. The fact that none of us have lived a life without sin. Means. That we have at one point been blind. To the Lord. And yet praise be to God. We have not always been that way. We are here. Which means that in some way shape or form. You have been. Trying to see the Lord in a different way. Trying to align yourself with God's kingdom. Don't stop when it gets tough. Don't stop when it begins to look not how you thought or be the way you expected it. As we enter into this most holy week, we cannot enter into it blind. We need to see precisely what it was that happened. Why it happened. Why we needed it to happen. As we go into prayer time, I want us to be praying for the different... Uh, requests that are in the bulletin, especially I found out this morning that Judy's niece did pass away, so we want to be praying for the family. We want to be praying for our own lives that we can see where God is working, that we don't allow ourselves to be blinded Pray that we can see as Jesus says to recognize the things that make for peace. And Mike's brother is still uh, recovering. He had back surgery here a little while ago and he is still recovering so we want to pray for him as well. And so let us pray today whether it's a prayer of Lord, open my eyes again to see, or whether it's a prayer to, to continue to see where God is working, or or whatever it may be, let us pour our hearts out to the Lord today, willing to allow Jesus to show us where he is deciding to move instead of where we expect him to be. God in the highest, you came to us in a human being who humbled himself like a slave. The stone that the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. We pray for the nations that worship power and might. May they be ruled by humility and peace. The stone that the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. We pray for the church and its leaders that we may have the mind of Christ. The stone that the builders have rejected has become the chief cornerstone. We pray for the victims of human tragedy and disasters of nature The stone that the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. We pray for those who are in prison, the repentant and the unrepentant, and those falsely accused. The stone that the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. We pray for those who are ill or infirmed or are rejected because they are seen to be weak. Stone that the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. Help us, O Lord, this day to see you as the rock, the foundation, the cornerstone of our lives, the guidance that we need. Let us not be blind to you, O Lord, but may we see you clearly so that we may know the things that which bring peace with Judy's family as they mourn the loss of her niece. Be with those who are struggling with anxiety, with depression, lack of sleep. Those whose bodies are weak right now. Bring healing, O God. God of compassion, through Jesus Christ you have come to us and shared our common lot. Mold us into people who show your mercy, and keep us obedient to him whose name is above all other names, Jesus Christ, whose name we pray, amen. So Christ our Lord invites to us Him who earnestly repent of their sin and seek to live in peace with one another. Therefore, let us prepare our hearts to be God's sanctuary. It is our joy and destiny to praise you, Lord God. For in wondrous love you cast stars into space and in meek obedience your sons surrendered to cruel males. With loving kindness you called your people in Abraham and in covenant with Moses you bound up your life in theirs. Through exile you stayed close to them and in Jesus you came among them bearing the fullness of grace and interest. Your son Jesus faced rejection cruelty, and death. Yet in resurrection you exalted him, and in sending your spirit, you shed glory on all people. And so we rejoice with angels and archangels, with all the company of heaven, singing the song of your name. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the night. Hosanna is our cry. Blessed one. Your son comes on a donkey in your name as Jesus entered Jerusalem to bear our sorrows and suffer for our sins. Enter our hearts and confront our waywardness today. Send your Holy Spirit upon us that we may be your son's crucified and risen body. Send your spirit upon this bread, that it may be living bread, and on this wine, that it may be the cup of salvation, that together they may be for us the body and blood of your son, Jesus Christ, who at the supper with his disciples took bread and gave you thanks, broke the bread and gave it to them, saying, "Take." this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And after supper, he took the cup, and again he gave you thanks and gave it to his saying, "Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new which is shed for you and for many, for forgiveness of Do this as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. Great is the. Christ is risen Christ will come again humble God your son did not exploit his status but emptied himself pour out more spirits on him You highly exalted your son who has become a slave. Highly exalted your children who suffer for righteousness, or grieve those they have cherished, or bend the knee to one who does not honor them. Fill the earth with your justice and peace, so every heart shall sing and every tongue confess that you are the joy of their desire. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, ever one God. And now, with the confidence of children of God, let us pray together in the Lord's prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, for thine is bread which we break is a sharing in the body of Christ. The cup over which we give thanks is a sharing in the blood of Christ. And so when your hearts are ready, you may come and receive the elements together. We begin to close our service today. Let us sing
6: together. Cornerstone, remembering that Christ
5: is our My hope is built. blood and righteousness
1: But what I do want us to do is I want us to not be blind to the Lord. To rejoice in the Lord in the way that he is working, not in the way we expect him to work. And so let the same mind be in you that is in Christ Jesus. May you know the love of Christ, the mercy of the Father, and the fire of the Spirit as you go with the one God who is mother of us all. Go in the grace of God. God bless you. And please don't throw the...